Good morning, everyone. Hey. Um, how are y'all? Cool. Um, well, I'm Connor. Um, Connor Womack, uh, Pastor Chad's son. Um, and so as I was just praying about how to start it, um, I had like two different options. I could show the video or do an embarrassing um, story about my dad since he always does them about me. <laughs> um, but I was kind of like, I'll just go with the video because it's more powerful. Um, so um, today when I was just asked um, to speak to y'all and give a message on this special youth Sunday that our church is having, uh, I just did a lot of prayer about it and I really felt like God just wanted me to share a little bit about my story and just some different ways that he's just taught me through just his word and through his spirit. And so I'm just really excited to be able to share that with y'all. Um, and hopefully part of my story will be able to resonate a little bit in y'all too. Um, so I'm just going to start with my story. So most of my life, I just struggled a lot with just going through the motions of faith, just like he was talking about, and just that religion and that religious mindset was just like clouding me and getting in my head, and all my, li- my life was just about like checklist after checklist after checklist, and going to church, check, go read the Bible, check, and it was just all these checklists without any meaning behind it, without any heart behind it. And I just lost sight of what really mattered, and that was my relationship with Jesus and the beautiful Jesus that he is. Um, And so while I was in Mexico over a couple of summers ago, I'm sure a lot of y'all remember it because a lot of y'all supported me in that, and that was just so great, and y'all prayed for me so much, and I'm very thankful for that. And God totally showed up big time there, and I just felt so drawn to him. And a lot of that was because while I was in Mexico, I was totally dependent on God because all the people that I was close to, all my best friends, all my family, my church community, my church family, which is y'all, they were just all back here and I had no phone or any communication with them. And so I had a really great team whom I love and they were amazing, but I didn't have that special bond with them that I have with my people back here. And so while I was in Mexico, it was like total reliance on God and I was just relying on him for everything. And it was just really good because I would just be in bed at night and I would just learn how to really talk to Jesus like he was my best friend. And I just got so close to him and he became my best friend. And it was that summer was such a growing experience in my relationship with God. And it, I started seeing it as a relationship, a true relationship, and not just like what I was saying about like all the checklists of my faith. Um, but then I got home, and I was surrounded by all the people that I could truly rely on, and I just felt comfortable with, and so when I got home, I just put, kind of pushed my relationship with Jesus back to the side again, and it became all about uh, my relationships with the people around me. Um, so while I thought that I was at this great place with God because I was in Mexico, I was really just a judgmental and hateful teenager. And the thing that pushed me to that was religion and not Jesus. Um, and so then after a while, the Holy Spirit just truly started awakening new things in my heart and just showing me more about who he is and just the beautiful Jesus that we have and that we have living in us through the Holy Spirit. And that was just so cool because I began growing in an intimacy with Jesus that's like far beyond any intimacy that I've ever known. And 
it's like my heart's biggest desire was to be with Jesus and to be in a relationship with Jesus and to tell everyone I know about Jesus. And so that was just, that's so cool. And that's kind of where I am now that like Jesus has became my one desire. And it's because he taught me how to abandon that religion in pursuit of the love of my life, who is him. Um, so I'm just going to go through a few points on the difference between bondage to religion and true, true relationship with Jesus. Um, so my first passage is in John 8, 1 through 11. And it says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again to the temple. All the people came to, came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? Then they said, this they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground, and as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before her. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, send no more. So I just think that passage is such a cool example for us because I think a lot of the times we can find ourselves getting caught in that mindset of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees... Um, were just like the ultimate example of people who were just so consumed by religion that they were losing sight of the relationship that they could have with Jesus. I mean, they were literally there, and they were with Jesus, like the Jesus in flesh, Jesus in human form, and they were still denying him. They were seeing Jesus perform miracles, healings, casting out demons, and they were still denying him, and just saying like all these bad things about who Jesus was. And I just think it's so important to remember that we're called not to live like the Pharisees, but to live like Jesus. And Jesus didn't condemn, so we just need to have the mindset and the heart behind just truly loving Jesus, truly loving Jesus, truly loving others and not condemning others. And, and just we're so called to love. And I think so. it can be so easy just in the world that we live in just to, and I know that it was so easy for me for so long just to condemn people that weren't like me, that didn't have a relationship with God like me, or just like every single mistake that I would make or someone else would make, I would just put so much shame behind that mistake. And Jesus didn't come to put shame on us or to give us shame. He came to set us free from shame. And I just think that's so special that we are free from shame um, in Jesus' name. And um, like there's a verse in like, John 3, 17. It says, like, for God didn't come to condemn the world, but so that the world might be known through him. And so we're here to be like Jesus. So we're not here to condemn, but we're here to make Jesus known. Um, and like also another cool thing from this uh, passage is that we can remember that... Um, Jesus didn't spend his time on the earth with the Pharisees or those who were deemed most holy by the people on earth at the time, but he came and spent it with the lowest of status and the poorest and the sick. And so that's what we're called to, too. We're called to go out and just make his name known among all the nations, and that includes all the poor people and all the rich people, and people who are deemed most holy and people who are maybe 
are not, but like we're all broken and we're all sinners. And so there is really no most holy or least holy in the eyes of God because he sees us all as children. He sees us all as his children. And I just think that's so cool that we can just take heart in that whenever we're out on the streets, we can and just take heart in knowing, like, they're a child of God. They're a child of God. We're all child, children of God. We're all brothers and sisters. And so, like, whenever you just look at the world with that perspective and that mindset, it just opens your eyes and your heart to so much more. And just seeing it opens your eyes to so much love and your heart to so much more love. Um, so I have another verse, and it's in First John 4.16, and it says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So when we're in true relationship with God, in true relationship with Jesus, we're abiding in his love and in him. We're just so, like, fully consumed by who Jesus is that he becomes, like, our biggest desire. And something that Jesus has really been teaching me lately and showing me lately um, is that, like, whenever I allow myself to be, like, so consumed by him and just his truth and his love, then it just leaves, like, not, it doesn't leave room for, like, all the hatred and just all the evil that this world has, and that comes from the enemy, but it's only, there's only room for love, and like the more I fall in love with Jesus, and the more that I take down just all those ideas that I have about Jesus, and just allow myself to truly have a real relationship with Jesus, the more I fall in love with him, and I'm consumed by his love, and the closer I am, and closer I am to Jesus, and that's just so cool because, like, as I draw closer to Jesus, I can see him using me more. And I just think, like, my, like one of my biggest desires is just for Jesus to use me because it's, like, so cool when we're used by God and we can say, like, we can go to sleep at night and be like, oh, wow, like, God used me big time today. And, like, because that's, like, a grace in itself, like, when God uses us and God like, reminds us, I have a purpose for you. I had a purpose for you today. And I have, like, this, you were part of my plan. And I just think that's so cool. And I wouldn't be, have been used nearly as much in my life or even in these past few months if it wasn't for my close relationship with Jesus that he's allowed me to develop. Um, so my next point is this. Bondage to religion leads to conformity, while relationship leads to obedience from the heart. So y'all, we're called to be so much more than just comfortable Christians. And I think that the modern-day church has really, in America, has really um, just become a church of this cultural Christianity. And, like, people are coming into church, being poured into, hearing truth about God's Word, and then leaving the church like nothing has changed. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to build each other up, to just share our stories with each other, to love each other, pray for each other, give encouragement to each other. And, like, I lived a life of just comfortability for so long, and I'm just here to say that there's so much more to that. Like, Jesus has so much more for us than just being comfortable. Um, and, like, when you seek Jesus for who he is and who he truly is, the more, and, like, your obedience to what he has for you, it's a life that is so rewarding and so fulfilling. And, and it's just something that he's really shown me. And, like, all of this is still me learning so much. But, like, the more that I, the closer and closer I grow to Jesus, the more and more, like, satisfying it is. And just the more and more I'm consumed by his love. And I just love his love so much. Um, and so just, like, an example that I do every morning is... Um, 
when I wake up, I just ask God, I say, what is, my mis- what is your mission for me today? What do you want me to do? And then just in my time with Jesus, I'll just, he might speak to me through his spirit and just say, like, Connor, this is my mission for you today. I want you to be a champion of my love. I want you to be a fire today. I want you to be a prayer warrior today. And it's just like all these different things, and Jesus will just give me a mission for the day. Or maybe it will come in a verse, and he'll say, I want you to live out that verse today, and I want you to truly, like, focus on that verse. And, like, both ways are so cool because it's, like, I feel, like, so, like, accomplished and, like, so, like, like fulfilled that, like, I have a mission. Jesus gave me a mission, like, for today. Um, and so a verse that kind of goes with that is James 1.22, and it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So, like, I could get a mission every day, but if I didn't act it out, it would mean nothing. Um, and I think the perfect example of a doer comes in Jesus himself, uh, who made the earth his home in order to do the will of the Father. Like, Jesus pleaded with God for a different way. He asked God for a way out of the cross, but... And God didn't give that to him, but Jesus still fulfilled his will because Jesus' biggest desire was to do the will of his Father in heaven. And he fulfilled that will, and he died on the cross for all of us. And that's just so cool to me that, like, we have a, a Jesus who just, like, died for us. And I'm, I know, like, that's so cool to all of y'all, too. Um, but, like, in seeing this, we can see, like, how, how great of an example the Trinity is um, in relationship and just, like, what our relationship with Jesus and what our relationship with others should look like. Because we have the Father who's loving the Son, the Son who's longing to please and do the will of the Father. And we have the Holy Spirit being the divine agent which God uses here on earth for communication, empowerment, healing, guiding, and so much more. And so it's like the three have this perfect love for each other from the beginning um, in a similar way to how God has loved us since the very beginning. And this is the same perfect love that we should um, just chase after and that we receive from our beautiful Jesus and that we should give. We should just try to be champions of his love every day and how we encounter others and how we uh, just go out our relationship with Jesus because we're called to obedience and a desire to be obedient, not just to come to church and act like couch potatoes or to go into the world and act like the world. Like we're called to be set apart from that. First um, John two fifteen through 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and, pos- and possessions is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. And see, so, y'all, we're, we're called to live in love in Jesus and in fellowship with Jesus and in true relationship with Jesus and not to live like the world. So I think that's really cool that, like, Jesus wants to be in relationship with you and why like, Jesus chose you and Jesus says, I, I want to know you better and I, wanna, I want you to love me more and I want, to, like, I want us to grow closer and that's just such a cool grace that we've been given. Um, so my next point is bondage to religion leads to fear while, while relationship leads to boldness. So a life of boldness is one of the most rewarding and for a follower of Jesus to live out while a life of fear is one of the easiest things for a person who's tied down by the chains of religion to live out. But like, thankfully, when we know Jesus and we've re- received his spirit, we can have the confidence that it says in 2 Timothy 1.7 um, that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and of sound mind. And we can walk out in that daily that we 
don't have to be fearful because the spirit that we have living in us and who has made his home in us is a spirit not of fear. And so it just like takes so much confidence in that, like every morning, every day, every time a fear just comes to your mind, just say like, I have a spirit that is not a fear living inside of me. I have a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Um, and we can take so much confidence in that. And a, bold, a life of boldness isn't easy to live out. And I struggle with being bold and fully confident in G- who Jesus made me be like all the time. And I have like, but yeah. And so I'm just going to share an example of that. And so one time, I think it was, it was probably over, no, it wasn't over summer. It was like maybe a month ago. Um, and during the day, I just felt this spirit. As I was driving, um, there was this old lady raking, and he was just saying, Connor, get out of your car and go, ra- go help her. And I didn't. I just kept driving. And then there was this another person, and uh, it was a family, and they were moving into their house. And I just felt like Jesus was saying, Connor, get out and go help them move. And I didn't. I just kept going. And then I was in Walmart, and there, I was walking around, and I saw this man, and I still remember his face. And I just remember G- Jesus saying, like, Connor, go up. He needs to know that I'm that I love him and just go up and pray for him and I didn't and I just remember being in bed that that night and I was just spending time with Jesus and he said and he just like brought all three of those back to my mind and it was just him saying like each time you didn't step out in boldness you were denying me and each time you didn't listen to me you were denying me and that hit me like so hard but the good thing about like this whole situation was that Jesus didn't let me stay there and he didn't let me stay in that place of like lack of boldness and, and that mindset of fear because he drew me closer to him and showed me what it looks like to live in his confidence and to walk out that I am a child of God and there is no fear in that. And like some of the coolest experiences that I've had as a follower of Jesus have been just being obedient to what he wanted me to do and go up and pray for strangers or just give someone a little helping hand or just say like God bless um, and just being willing to use, be used however God wants to use me. And so there's a verse um, in Galatians 1.10, it says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Uh, or am I trying to please? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm going to read just restart. Um, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So, y'all, this is something that took me so long to wrap my brain around, and it's like I, can, I find myself falling into the struggle of people-pleasing every day, and, like, we're, but we're, like, not here to please others. We're here to please God. And so um, a friend of mine, she's actually here, Grace Shantos, um, get, told me this one time. She said, it's easier to step out in boldness when you realize that it's not your name on the line. It's Jesus' name. And that's just so cool. Like, and I, like, just whenever she told me that, I just, like, it was just so cool. And I just took so much confidence in that, knowing that, like, I can step out in boldness, knowing that, that Jesus has a plan for that, and that Jesus already, like, if he's calling you to step out in that boldness, then he's going to, like, follow through with you, and he's there every step of the way, because Jesus is our partner, and Jesus loves us, and he wants us to do life with him. Um, so my last point is this, bondage to religion leads to incompatibility, while relationship leads to intimacy. So I read this book um, over the summer called Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge, and the book was just all about abandoning religion in pursuit of true relationship with our, our beautiful Jesus. Um, 
And so in the book, he mentions this thing called like religious fog. And it's just like all these things that like the rules and regulations of Christianity that we like let get in the way of Jesus. So like you may have a relationship with Jesus, but it's like all this like fog is in the way. So you're seeing like a blurred version of Jesus or you know like a blurred version of Jesus. But like let me tell you, like Jesus wants to clear that fog and just show you his true face and show you who he truly is. Um, You just have to like be open and have an open heart to that. And like this leads to separate, the fog leads to like separation from our true Jesus. Um, Yeah, but when we abandon those religious ties and chase after our Jesus with our everything, like an intimacy far beyond any intimacy we can ever understand is there. And like over these last few months, Jesus has really been showing me what it looks like to have true fellowship with him and just be in communion with him and in relationship with him. And I wouldn't know him for his true self if I hadn't allowed him just to remove that fog and show me who he truly is. Um, There's a song that came out not too recently called Real Thing by Maverick City Music, and it says, now I'm losing my religion to be loved like a child. And I just think that's such a cool, like, little line from a song because it's saying, like, just, like, take down those religious ideas that you have about Jesus and just allow him to just pour his true love into you and consume you with his love. And, like, Paul lived, Paul in the Bible, we can, like, see how he lived a life so consumed by religious structure of the Old Testament. And then one day he had a radical encounter with Jesus. And from that point forward, it was, like, for him, it was all about pursuing Jesus with with his everything and trusting that everything else would follow. And, like, that's what we're called to do, too. And so, like, through this journey that Jesus has brought me on, I have learned to see him as an active God who's constantly working in my life, a God who, through his spirit, heals our brokenness both emotionally and physically, a God who desires the best for his children, a God who truly loves and pursues me despite the hurt and pain that my sinful nature has caused him. And, like, the biggest thing that I've learned and that I want y'all, I want to leave with y'all is that, like, there were so many, like, things that I knew about Jesus, but I didn't really know about Jesus. And it's, like, Jesus just constantly now, like, showing me, like, all these ideas that I have about him. And then, like, I'll be doing life with him, and he'll just teach me something. And, he'll, and it's, like, in that moment, I, like, really think something, like, wow, that, I, like, truly believe that. And, like, it's just he's moving all this head knowledge that I have about him to my heart. And... Yeah, it's that 18-inch journey that makes all the difference. And like in Romans 10.9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I think like the biggest thing in that verse is it's saying like, believe in your heart. You have to believe in your heart. heart. Belief comes from the heart, not from the head. So you can know everything about Jesus, but it wouldn't matter if you don't have true belief in who Jesus is. And so I just want to leave y'all with this. Like, I hope and I pray that today you will be able to recognize that you have a beautiful father who wants to truly know you and have a relationship with you and wants to set you free from any religious bondage in your life that may be clouding your image of him. Um, So that's it. Thank y'all for letting me share. Wow, just so grateful for, for Connor um, this morning sharing with us. His sermon was a little bit longer than my first one, um, probably about 10 times, and, and just so blessed that um, the Lord placed that upon his heart. One of the things that Connor um, mentioned was Jesus wants to be in a relationship with you. 
And he does. He, he loves you so much that he went to the cross and he died for you. And he wants you to know him. And he wants you to enter into a relationship with him. And this morning, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know where you would spend eternity if you were to die today, I want to invite you this morning to respond to the Lord. I'm going to ask us to stand together. I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. And we're going to enter into what we call an invitation. And an invitation is an opportunity for you to respond to the Lord's calling upon your life. And we're just going to take a few minutes um, during this invitation. I'm going to be standing here. And if you would like to know how you can enter into a relationship with Jesus, I would love to share with you more about how you can do that. But let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this this morning. Father, thank you for the message that you have laid upon, that you laid upon Connor's heart. Father, I think all of us get so caught up in, in, in the motions of, of doing A, B, and C that we tend to um, get, get legalistic in our approach to um, following you. Father, you don't want us to be legalistic. You want us to enter into a relationship with you and to follow after you and to pursue after you because you are pursuing after us. And so, Father, I pray that all of us in this room will recognize the importance of falling in love with you more and more each and every day. Father, I pray this morning that there is someone here that has yet to enter a relationship with you, that today will be the day that they repent of their sins. Today will be the day that they confess with their mouth that you are Savior and Lord of your life, of their life. Father, just draw them unto yourself this morning. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.